So I, I woke up this morning uh, and I checked the news, as is my uh, want to do. Um, and of course, the news headline that grabbed my attention was that Archbishop Desmond Tutu had died. And I thought to myself, this sermon that I have already crafted, I am going to junk. (laughs) And instead, I'm going to speak a little bit about Archbishop Tutu and his witness to us and the way in which his life and his work points towards the good news of the gospel. The good news we hear today and in our lessons. Many of you know that... uh, Archbishop Tutu was um, a a tireless uh, proponent of justice, someone who worked for justice in his native South Africa. He had originally intended to be a doctor uh, and couldn't afford it and became a priest instead, a healer of souls, I guess. He became um, an important figure within the uh, Anglican Church in, uh, in South Africa and began to work there for an, to, to break down the end of the apartheid system. He worked tirelessly, as I said, and, and it was this work mixed with his, his style that became such a, a powerful force in the world, where others had been arrested, where others had turned to violence, where others had been killed and silenced. He was able to through his witness, through his commitment to peace, through his call towards justice, was able to be a force for change and for transformation. He was able, through his witness to justice, to do so much to bring down the apartheid system. There's so much you can read about him in the newspapers, and I encourage you to do that, but um, I want to talk a little bit about my own experiences with him. Um, I actually saw him in person uh, three different times uh, speak. Once I was actually in South Africa, and while I was there, um, I, was, I was studying in this contextual theology program, and it just happened to be that he was coming to, uh, to uh, head up a service at, at the local college there. And so um, I got, you know, sort of excited to, to hear he was coming, and they, they paraded him through the streets um, before he got to the college um, and got in there, uh, and then, of course, to a packed house, um, was, able to, was, was able to preach. The second time, he came to Virginia Theological Seminary, where I studied, um, and, of course, all the students were enamored by him, and um, he had this air of humility and humor uh, that, that was also, you know, the, here he is, this person who was being, um, in, you know, just looked up to in, in, in such this huge way. And the response was, you know, this, this humor, self-deprecating humor, and just uh, good nature. It was, um, it was remarkable to see. And then I saw him, he came to Pittsburgh. He received an honorary degree from uh, the University of Pittsburgh and, and Carnegie Mellon, they, they both gave him a degree, which is the first time that had ever happened in a single occasion where those two universities in Pittsburgh gave somebody a, de- a degree. Um, if for those of you who don't know Pittsburgh, they're kind of a rival universities, um, but they came together and gave him uh, a, um, honorary degrees. And he spoke at the church that I 
um, served at. Um, and so I think somewhere on Facebook, you can find a picture of me in processional in a processional line uh, with Desmond Tutu. Every time I heard him speak, his message was very, very simple. His message was always about love. It's always about how much God loved, loves us, and how therefore we were called to love one another. There were no bounds in his vision of God's love. He made a point of describing God's love as not having something that could be contained, that it had no boundaries, that God didn't see the divisions that we create. His vision of love was a love that, that, that broke down barriers, that promoted justice, that didn't see the distinction between class or race or gender or sexual orientation or religion. He made a point of, of pointing out that God is in fact not a Christian, right? Which is something that is, is abundantly clear. God doesn't have that sort of division within God's self. That God's love was so expansive that it was for all, all people. And because that was so, because God's love is just that big, we were called to love one another, to love with a fraction of the love that God has for us. Every time he preached, every time I heard him preach, that was the message. It was simple, it was straightforward, and he did it with great humor. But everyone walked out of the space they were in, out of those churches, with a sense that God loved them. And that love was worth sharing. I don't want to sort of gloss over him as a figure who was also somebody who was deeply committed to justice and peace. He was someone who fought injustice wherever he found it and called it out whenever he saw it. He's not someone, he had a, he had a revolutionary type of a bent, but it was a revolutionary bent that, that came out of a place of peace and a desire for justice. And this revolutionary sense that every human being was to be affirmed for the inherent dignity that they have. And of course, he did it with all with great humor. He could laugh at himself. He could laugh at bad jokes that he told himself and then laugh in such a way that you couldn't help but laugh with him even though you knew the joke wasn't very good. His humor worked in that way. It was a way of unifying and uniting people. He was, in many ways, kind of like John the Baptist that we hear about in today's gospel lesson. He wasn't the light himself, but he pointed to that light. He pointed to that life, light with his life, with his witness, with his words. He was someone who pointed 
to the light that was breaking into the world, to the pointed, to the word that became flesh and lived among us, pointed to the love that God has for us, revealed to us in that word becoming flesh. I hope, I hope that you go forth today and you go read up a little bit about him, maybe watch some YouTube videos. Um, he's very funny to watch. If you watch him with the Dalai Lama, the two of them were, would tease each other. It was, um, and, uh, and so it's, it's hilarious to watch. But, but, but also engage with his, with his thought and with his commitment to justice and peace. This commitment to human flourishing that really I can't flourish without you and you can't flourish without me. The sense of that this love that God is calling to has the calling us to has the power to transform the world, transform our lives. He was indeed a, a bearer of the gospel and pointed with his life to God's love. So Take a little space, take a little time, read up on him, and look to carry a bit of his witness with you. You too are called to bear witness to that light that is breaking into the world that the darkness could not overcome. You too are called to witness to God's love through your deeds and through your words. You too are called to bear witness to justice and, and to work for peace. You too are called to respect the dignity of every human being. You too are called to love in just the same way. So let him be a witness to you this day. And let his life and witness to us all inspire us so that we too might bear the gospel with our lives. Amen.